This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well done. I, well done. That was a very good intro. Well done. Thank you. funny though um literally it is funny because i was eating a subway sandwich i I was actually listening to you chew that is incredible i remember i distinctly remember that and by the time now that i have finished eating that sandwich because i was listening to you prattle on about inane garbage that i i have no interest in in hearing you talk about now i have nothing to say that's because you haven't done anything you've that your logic is worthless that literally does not make any sense. Yeah, that's you've used that word possibly correctly once. Ever or like recently? It could be ever. Okay. As if you would know. I um, literally don't know. So the trick about this episode is we may be migrating websites soon. So we can't necessarily tell people to go to unqualified.podbean.com. That's true. In fact, we just talked about this three minutes before the episode started for the first time ever and made that decision. So maybe, listener, you can find us at unqualified.tumblr.com. Which you have already licensed, right? It's a legitimate website. Sure. Or maybe you'll find us at unqualified.unqualified.unqualified.com. Uh, I you, have that one licensed. You okay? I was going to ask. <clears throat> you can't use it. Uh, why not? Because it's fine. What? What other? What other thing other than a, a podcast titled "Unqualified" would need necessitate a domain name that uses the word "unqualified" three times? Porn site listener, you found yourself uh, listening to now "Unqualified," which is a video game podcast about video games. What's yeah, a little bit of video game culture, you could say. And <laughs> and it's done by two people that obviously have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, you have a bit – well, I, I guess depending on the subject, you, you generally seem to have a little bit more knowledge than I do. I guess it kind of de- depends on your purpose of uh, qualifications. But there, I have no professional qualifications other than my love of the game. My love of the yeah, game. Yes, and prescription drugs. You know a lot about those. The, debatable as to whether those have anything to do with video games, though. Debatable. Well, Dr. Mario. Right. So I guess there's a loose connection. Right. <clears throat> so um, rather than just review video games, we like to talk about about the, the couture behind video games. About the – there is a bomb of video games, if you will. And this week, Jonathan Martin, as you would say in French, will be reviewing what? Uh, so the game that I played, and okay, so uh, I went on vacation. Talking, talking about what, not reviewing what. I just said this isn't a review, and then I said John is reviewing, so I, I apologize for my misnomer. I'm going to talk about a game called Dishonored, um, which actually, it's it's been a while since I played, so I... Just got back from vacation because, uh, like a normal person, I sometimes take vacation. Well, look at me. I want a vacation. I'm a big deal. Don't you have vacation? Yeah, you're going to take vacation too. So, 
Anyway, I was on vacation. I was down in Mexico. It was awesome. Thank you for asking. I played through all of Final Fantasy III uh, on my iPad, which was also awesome. Um, but before I left, I start, about a week before I left, I started playing this game, Dishonored. Uh, and it took me right up until the day that I left to finish the game. So it wasn't a very long game, but I did play quite a bit over that week. Mm. That being said... Uh, what was that? Mm. that? That was me drinking. Oh, don't drink and talk. That being said, this may be... Keep going. This may be... In fact, I can, I can say this. This was the best game I've played so far this year. No, it wasn't. It absolutely was. It was. You've said that about like no, no, three no, no, games. No. I have not. Well, yeah, but but that was up until that point. This is now uh, supplanted, surplanted, urhized these other games that I have played. See, I, I have a theory about this because when I watched Battlestar Galactica, I was like, "This is the best show ever made." No, it's not though. And when I, it's not, when I was watching uh, Lost, I was like, Lost is definitely the best show ever made, right? When I was watching Doctor Who, I'm like, this is the best show ever made. So I also think, I, I, don't you think so that using, to a degree? So, so what you're saying is using anecdotal evidence of yourself, you're saying that the current thing is the best. But I have a theory. All of that, the evidence that you have, which is your own anecdotal evidence. Listen. And the, point, the evidence of your video game the, the point is, and, and I think I'm going to be able to make a good case as to why this was the best game I've played so far. But the point is, is I really legitimately think this is the best game I've played so far this year. Okay? And you think, and, and you don't agree with my theory? You don't find that while you're playing a game, that's like the best thing ever? You know, there's... You're probably right. There's probably something to this is the shiny thing that I'm doing right now. That is my favorite thing ever. And I love it and love it until I do something else. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're probably right. Um, because I can look back and say, you know, when I was watching Dexter, it was the best. You're right. When I was watching Lost, it was the best. When I was watching Breaking Bad, it was the best and still is the best. Um, but the, the point is, is this is a game that Jonathan would not normally like. I would not normally like this game. And it is it is done in such a way that I loved it, right? And so I'll, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. But it's a, it's a genre that that I normally like. I would completely stay away from normally, and just because of all the buzz that was around, I wanted to try it, and I just fell in love with it. Um, so now you're probably asking yourself, well, what is this game? Are you asking yourself that? Ask yourself that. I I was actually about to ask you that. Is that okay? Because I I would ask myself, but I know I don't know the answer. Okay, you ask me. Uh, what the hell were you playing, you piece of shit? Okay, so Dishonored is a first person, which this this primary thing, this being a first person game, turns me off normally. Yeah, you, you played a first person anything? Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big first person fan, right? But so it's not a first person shooter. It's not. Uh, it's a first person stealth game. What? Right. So and stealth for me, never really a big thing. Now. If you remember, like, the second or third episode we did, we, I reviewed Deus Ex, which, right. which was a similar game. So, and I liked Deus Ex, but I didn't love it. Yeah, you, you, you didn't love it. Yeah, but I thought it was a decent game. This game I loved, okay? So let's talk about why I loved it. Now, like we, like we said, it's not a shooter. There, I mean, there's a gun, but it takes place in this kind of alternate reality uh, city called Dunwall where the 
the world's economy is based on whale oil that is like volatile and has electrical properties and what it's this it's this really weird interesting world uh, but it's kind of a weird world um and there's a plague going on in the underbelly of the city but you start off as the hand of the king in this case it's a queen the hand of the queen now what do we what do we know about hands of queens and kings they usually get killed in the first season okay and if they don't get killed typically we can we can say bad things happen to them for the most part i would say that's safe to say yeah has like i mean has a good thing ever happened to a hand of the king yeah. not so much but they pull the strings they're the puppet master or mistress okay, if you will and in this game you really and i'm not going to be spoiling anything by telling you this you're really not going to get a chance uh because within the first 5 minutes of the game an event happens that you get framed for and the entire city turns against you and you were the hand. Correct. Okay. No, no longer. So, but you were kind of a, a military genius. Like you are, you already have the makings of an assassin. Ooh. Um, so that's all great. But you get framed for this murder that you didn't commit. You kind of get exiled. You, you, like you run away, disappear. Um, and a small kind of band of resistance uh, takes you in that knows that you are innocent and the entire game set up up to that point is to rescue this young girl that has been she was the daughter of the queen that was murdered uh and she is taken by this new group of people that take over the city and it is your job to to rescue her because she's because been, she's the new princess right because she's been she's been kidnapped basically um yeah. so that's the setup to the game um and like i said the game is in a first person and normally this would turn me off so one of the things that bugs me about first person games is that the majority of them are shooters right can you think of first person games that aren't shooters other than deus ex oh mist okay and mist is an interesting example it's kind of a one-of-a-kind concept right um mm -hmm. but for the most part i think we can say first person is kind of reserved for the shooter genre right yeah, now you said that it bothers you that most first-person games are shooters. Is that because you don't like shooters or because you think that first-person games could be utilized – like games could utilize the first-person perspective better and only shooters are utilizing it? It's typically that – it's typically that I don't like the first-person perspective as a shooter – for some reason, I feel like I don't have a lot of control in first person. I feel like I have more control in a third person shooter. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I liked Shadows of the Empire so much better than Goldeneye in a lot of ways. Until I got used to Goldeneye. But but even when I get used to first person shooters, like a game like Metroid Prime, which does, a, like, does away with a lot of that by just giving you a lock-on button, right? But, right. But like even when I get used to games... A majority of the time, I just I don't like a third or first person shooter as much as I like third person shooters. Well, this game is you know it's all in first person, so normally I wouldn't like that. Uh, but it's not about shooting basically at all. Um, one of the other things that really bugs me about first person games is there's usually no sense of verticality. Yeah. So it's you know you're I mean there's a lot of games where you can't even jump right like there's a yeah. there's a lot of first person games where you can't even jump. This game is all about verticality. It is all about exploration. Um, they encourage you, um, using achievements and other things to not even be spotted by an enemy 
when you're going through this game. Um, the game's got some got some kind of interesting systems. Very early on, you uh, you meet somebody called the Outsider, and he is a religious figure that kind of the underbelly of society worships. Like there are these people that are considered fanatical in in the society that worship this what everybody else considers a false god. Well, you meet him. Uh, he tattoos you with a mark on your hand and you find runes throughout the course of your adventures that allow you to power up these different abilities that you have. These abilities will wildly change the way that you approach this game. And this is one of the things that I absolutely love about this game. Uh, backing up a little bit, this game was uh, made by Arcane Studios, studio you've probably never heard of. I've never heard of the games that they've made. Like Arcs Mechanus is one of the games that they've made. And they've made another one that I haven't heard of, some Heroes of Might and Magic uh, like side spinoff thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's published by Bethesda, the same company that published Fallout 3. Oh, yeah, I know Bethesda. Right. So they have a track record of, of kind of these explore, explorative, explorative? Explorative. Explorative games, okay? Explorative? Explorative games. Okay. Um, so talking about this sense, of, uh, this sense of verticality, the very first power that you get is a power called Blink. And Blink gives you an instantaneous forward movement um, of, I don't know, it would be like me moving 25 yards ahead instantaneously. And, okay. and it can move you up. Um, and it gives you a nice big clear indicator as to where you're going to move. And when you have a ledge that you can move onto, it mm -hmm. will give you an up arrow that is kind of like shading and moving upwards. So you know that you're going to climb up on this ledge when you when you get there. And what this does is it just gives you, because of how tight the controls are in this game, and Blink is your bread and butter in terms of getting around. Like you, I don't think there are different ways to play this game. There is no way you can play this game without Blink. So, okay. I mean, this, this is an intended, this is intended to be like your major form of movement, right? Okay. Because of how tight the controls are, I never felt out of control of my character. I never felt like, if I fell off a ledge or something, it was not because it was not because I jumped off that ledge on accident. It was because I was like running away from or blinked off that edge. It was because I was running away from an enemy and I just got too close to the edge of something and I fell down, mm -hmm. which is great because if you are going to have a game where you are exploring this huge world, which this world is big, if you've got a game, you're going to be exploring this huge world. You need to make sure the controls are, are tight enough so that, players can kind of scale these buildings because you're going to be moving up and down in and out of these like abandoned buildings all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I love about this is it's like a first person game with controls that do not feel like a first person game to me. Now you've played the Assassin's Creed games, right? I have. I like them a lot. You're hardcore into them. How would you compare it? Because obviously that's a lot about stealth. How would you compare the amount of stealth and the sneaking around and things like that? Um, the, um, the amount of stealth is similar. Like, you are pretty much doing everything stealthily. Now, that being said, you can go through this game and just go very cavalier and kill everybody. But um, you don't – I found myself just not wanting to do it that way just because of how easy and fun it is to be stealthy in this game. They handle stealth very well. Um, in Assassin's Creed, you know, the way you stealth is you get yourself – into like the middle of a crowd or you sit down on a bench with other people on it. Or, I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's, 
I don't know. Sometimes it's not necessarily clear, the stealth aspects of it. But in this game, you hit the circle button or you hit the B button if it were an Xbox controller. You crouch and you're stealthed. There is a power that you can get that allows you to move the same speed stealth as you would when you were standing up. So if you want to play it that way, you can just make you always be stealth, right? There are stealth kill takedowns in the game or kills um if you you know you can get a power that lets you see cones of vision which is very helpful for a stealth game oh yeah you can stealth up and sneak behind somebody you can take them out uh silently you know by choking them and then you can carry the body away or you can slit their throat with a sword that you've got um so there's different ways to play um there's kind of a there's an interesting concept called chaos in the world and one of the things that i like about this game is the setting so you're in this rundown city, uh, and there's a plague, and the plague is being spread by rats. But you start off in, in basically the palace of this city. So when you first start the game, it, it seems like nothing is wrong. But when you, when you become exiled from the palace and you become a wanted man and you kind of see the underbelly of the city, you see there's some bad shit happening. Like there's some bad things that the, the royalty and like the, the heads of state are just not addressing at all. Yeah, and is this is are we talking medieval? This is medieval, kinda. It's like you're in a castle, and it's like Game of Thrones ish, or is it more Assassin's Creed like kind of? It's steampunky, I guess. Okay. Like, uh, I mean, it's got you know, it's the city has obviously like been through an industrial revolution, um, and they've got some crazy inventions. Like they've got a wall of light that they can, uh, they can set it to either incinerate you or incinerate anybody but guards if you walk through it and you you know you instantly die if you walk through it um oh. and then you can hack it and make it turn against them basically you know you can reprogram it um, so maybe like Narsh and final fantasy 6 kind of a thing yes that's a good yeah that's a good uh, a good comparison certainly um cool, okay except except there's a lot of abandoned buildings because people have been dying to the plague so um okay. you can you know, blink around, explore these buildings. Uh, and, and, and so the setting is great because you can tell something's wrong. Like something is, this city is being neglected. Um, so you're going through these, you're going through these missions and the first few missions that you get, they're all based on assassination. Um, they're just targets that are members of the new, the new leaders. Um, and it is your job to go kill them to, take the power back, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to kill everybody in this game. In fact, you can get through the entire game without killing anybody, including your targets. Uh, there's every single mission in the game has this really interesting way to take out these targets. And I'll give you an example of one. Uh, for one, for instance, there is, you got to kill a set of twins and they're in this, this, uh, bordello. And you can go in there and you can slit everybody's throat, you can kill them and leave. And that's one way to complete the mission. The other way to complete the mission is you can go uh, find this band of brigands who are in, in kind of the, the underbelly of the city. You can do a favor for them and it turns out that these twins own a, uh, a, like some, some slaves in a mine. And this guy will shave these twins' head and cut out their tongue and put them to work in their own mines. So you just do this guy a favor and the mission is done. They disappear. You don't actually have to infiltrate. You don't have to infiltrate into buildings, do anything. Uh, and your mission is taken care of. Hmm. 
I, lo- I like that a lot. I love this. It is cool. And every one of these missions has a different interesting way to do that. There's another there's another great non-lethal way. Uh you've got to you've got to get this kill this woman who's in the middle of a party of a masquerade ball. Um and I you know, I, I hope I'm not spoiling too much because the real joy of this game is in the gameplay, but um this this woman has a suitor at the party who is fanatically obsessed with her, like in an unhealthy way. And he requests and knows that you're going to he knows that you're going to kill uh knows that you're gonna kill this woman. The target, yeah. So he requests that instead of you killing her, you knock her out and bring her down to his boat so he can get away with her. So he can uh, you know, sail away with her because he can protect her better. And so when you do this, he ties her up in the boat and says, she'll learn to love me is basically what he says. And they leave and you're done with the mission. Wow. No, there's some, there's just some excellent ways to take care of these targets. Uh, and the ease with that you're exploring the city is just so good. Um, there are, there are some different powers that allow you to explore a little better. Um, for instance, there's an ability called possession, and what possession does is it allows you to possess an animal. A lot of rats around, so it's easy to possess, possess rats everywhere. Um, dogs. If you level up possession to the second level, all abilities have a second level, it allows you to possess humans. Um, you can't make humans kill anybody, but you can make them walk, get you things like keys, stuff like that, right? Nice. Uh, but what it, what it allows you to do is it allows you to possess a rat. Uh, you... The way possession works in this game is you fuse with that object. You don't like inhabit that as a as a human. You become the rat. So if the rat dies, you die. Oh, okay. Uh, but it allows you to you know get through great. So you can sneak into a building that you would normally have to kill forty people to get into, uh, or jump onto the roof and and go down like a chimney or something to get into. In this, there's just a little like hole in the wall. You're able to get through it as a rat. Um, so that's one way that you can kind of move around is when you get this possession ability. Um, you can also get an ability that allows you to summon a pack of rats. You learn very early on that a pack of rats can kill you very quickly. It can also get rid of dead bodies by eating them. You can summon a giant pack of rats to just demolish people. So that's another way to play the game. Another way to advance is you can just kill everybody with packs of rats. Um, if you want to be stealthy and never be seen there is a way to play this game so you can do that. It is very satisfying. I played the game for the first time that way. I loved the stealth. I, I was excited to sneak up behind people. They make it super easy because you can stealth, for instance. You can blink right behind the enemy and choke them immediately. Hmm. Um, but if you want to, you can blink, cut some dude's throat, and then cut everybody's throat that's in the building. That's a way to play it, too. Um, so they really give you license as a player to kind of play the game however you want. So they've crafted this giant world for you to do all this stuff in, and they give you these specific objectives to do. So you'd initially think, well, what's my incentive then to explore this world? Well, remember when we first started talking, I told you about uh, the uh, the the outsider, They're the the you know the, this this god that gives you these powers. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need to find runes are what they're called to upgrade your abilities. It takes anywhere from two to eight runes to upgrade an ability. Um, typically, it averages around three to upgrade abilities. One of the coolest things they've done in this game is they have 
hidden these runes in various parts of the city for you to explore. And they give you an item very early on called, called, it's a heart is what it is. And the heart serves two functions. The first function is you can aim it at anybody in the world. Anybody in the world, you can use it as an item and it will give you what that person is thinking. Oh, and it's it, none of it is none of it is ever necessary. It's never necessary to hear what people say, but it gives you context for your environment. It gives you a lot of flavor for the world, and it's very immersive, right? Mm-hmm. The other uh, and more gameplay uh, important thing the heart will do is it lights up where runes are and where these other power-ups called bone charms are. So you just get a little icon that says, "Hey, there's a rune over here when you're holding the heart." But it doesn't tell you how to get there. But what this, what this does is it, if you want to get these runes, which you do because the powers are awesome and you want to level them up, mm-hmm. uh, it, it makes you explore and see this huge – because they've got these runes hidden everywhere all over the world. And it makes you see this huge world that they have crafted in this game. And it is it, – it allows you to appreciate how detailed everything it is, everything is, how well everything flows together. It helps you find hidden passages to get into places, making it easier for you. It's just awesome. It's a great – it's what I would consider a great gameplay decision. Well, now you, you've thrown out the word easy a lot of times, but you don't like easy games. So I'm seeing a disconnect uh, regarding you liking this game. Okay. Well, the game itself is not easy. But okay. But the game makes it easy to get around. So, oh, so what you're saying is it's, the gameplay is very intuitive. Right. If you play the game well, um, like if, if you – you will not feel like the game – the game kind of screwed you if something goes wrong. Okay, that's fair, yeah. For the most part. And in stealth games, that's, in my opinion, an accomplishment because the worst thing about stealth games, right, a a game like Metal Gear, which I've never played, but the the exclamation point, you get the exclamation point, right, in Metal Gear, and then Mm -hmm. you have the choice of either trying to kill everybody, dying, and reloading the game, right? And off- or running and hiding, but it sometimes is very hard. And oftentimes, isn't it just easier just to reload the game? Uh, it totally depends on the situation. Sure. Well, in this game, because, because you have the ability blink, the moment you blink, you disappear from the enemy's view. Now, if you blink into a place that, where you're in their line of sight, they will immediately spot you and run after you again. But right. if you manage to blink into another doorway, for instance, up on top of a ledge that's in the dark... They will immediately lose you, and you will immediately become stealthed again. Now, uh, oh, so I can see this. So are there are a lot of situations where maybe um, this reminds me of uh, sn- almost sneaking around certain places in other games where you'll get seen a lot, and then you'll hide, and then like you creep a little further, and you get seen right away, and then you have to hide. And there's a lot of like kind of oh shoot, I gotta hide, wait for them to kind of walk by. Okay, now I can keep going. Oh shoot! They found me. Okay, I gotta hide. All right, I'm gonna wait for them to keep going. Like, is there a lot of that kind of in some of the harder parts? Maybe when I played the game, yes. Okay, but there are uh, there are achievements for doing what they call ghost runs, and that is quite literally never being seen by any. And yeah, and it is possible to do that in every mission because there are again there are achievements to do that, uh, including an achievement to do the entire game that way. I'm sure. I would. I'm sure. Of course, there is. Which, which I'm sure would be very difficult. Uh, but I, I think it would be possible. And there were plenty of missions where 
you know, these missions will take anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on how you're mm-hmm. playing them and if you're exploring everywhere. And there were some where I didn't get seen for an hour at least of the mission. So, and I loved playing it that way. And keep in mind, I'm not a huge stealth gamer and I don't like first person games, but I loved the stealth in this game. It was just so, it was so satisfying. Um, but I, again, I never found it easy. And there are, there are five difficulty levels. So if you are not finding it hard on the difficulty level that you're on, chances are there's a higher difficulty level you can play it on. Which difficulty did you play it on? Uh, normal. Um, so the, the middle of the road? Yeah, typically when I play games, I, I play them on normal unless the developer has put a note in there, like in Gears of War, for instance, where hardcore, the fourth difficulty, says this is the way this game is supposed to be played. Or in Halo, for instance. where they, Oh, interesting. They give you, what's the third one in Halo? Uh, heroic. Heroic. That's the way Halo is supposed to be played. So not in the new one, but <laughs> that, that's the general thought, though. So, that, I mean, I will always put it on the one the developer intends you to play. So I did it on normal. Um, the game was longer than I expected. Um, they really kind of ramp you up and, and ramp you up and ramp you up very quickly. Um, and you get to a point and then you kind of get the rug pulled out from under you and you're like, oh, OK. And then there's a lot more game left. So the game all in all took about 15 hours to play. Um they, they, in my opinion, uh, had a brave decision in that they didn't put any multiplayer on it. Which, how many like amazing AAA games do you see anymore that don't have any multiplayer in them at all? Yeah, it's not a lot. Although, when you're talking stealth games, like Metal Gear, uh, you know, none of them... Well, one of the Metal Gear games had an online component, but it, it was... I don't know. I never played any online Metal Gear, and I was fine with that. Right. Um... But I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no multiplayer in it, and the, just it was obvious that they it allowed them to completely focus on these mission structures. Um, the dialogue is great. Uh, the characters are great. I guess they have got a bunch of of um, star power voice acting, but oh. uh, I didn't notice any of it. Literally, I didn't know that until I finished the game. I thought everybody was just a, like a canned voice actor, and I guess. They have a ton of talent in there. So I don't know. Like that part didn't really impress me all that much. But um, the graphics are beautiful. Um, the art style is just very well done. I just I can't say enough about the game. It is it is so good. It is so, so good. Um, I mentioned chaos a little earlier and I kind of got sidetracked, a little scatterbrained. But uh, if people die in this world it contributes to the chaos. It contributes to the spread of the plague because you allow the rats to have more food to eat. So they spread the plague further. Um, and it, it determines the ending of the game. So the world will get a little kind of darker if there are more dead people. Um, there's a, there's a zombie type enemy that there tends to be more of if you kill more people in the world, where if you have a, a, uh, a less chaotic run people, one where you knock more people out, um, then there will be less of the zombie type. The ending will be better. So I didn't actually see the two different endings because I haven't played through the game twice. Um, but I, I kind of want to play through the game again because I played through it in such a stealth way. It, it gave me a, a, the kind of lighter, less chaotic ending. But they have a lot of really cool powers for killing. So I kind of want to play through it again on a kind of an aggressive mode uh, yeah. and just killing everybody, kind of seeing what happens in the game that way. Um, I think it would be really interesting. And the game is totally 
fun enough for me to play through again. Like, I absolutely loved it. That's good. Uh, you always have close, short-range weapons, like just a knife or a dagger here and there? So you, you're basically just with a sword, but you're also given um, kind of your standard your standard range of first-person shooter types. Like, there's a gun, but it fires one bullet very slowly. Very powerful bullet. Um, it's it's basically like a... I don't know. I don't know what the the gun is, but it's like a single fire shot that has to be reloaded every time. The golden gun. Yeah, it's a golden gun. That's exactly right. Uh, From Goldeneye. Is it gold? It is. It is. It's not. Uh, oh. Well, then they did it wrong. So, yeah, anyway, there's, it's a single shot gun, um, and then you have a crossbow uh, that has incendiary darts as well as sleep darts. Uh, you've got throwing knives. You've got grenades you've got these like tripwire spike explosion trap things grenades and proximity mines that's weird isn't it i know um and then you've got all these powers too so uh, there 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 for instance is an achievement for not using a single power just just using weapons wow and uh, and other items which i that would be very difficult to do i think but I think it could be done. Now, is everybody in this world magically inclined, or are you, like, the exception? Are you, like, the chosen one kind of hero? Uh, for the most part, you are the exception. Okay. Which, because these people that, uh, that worship the outsider, um, the, the general public, because they're kind of these outcasts, think there's some sort of witchcraft going on with them. They think the outsider grants them, like, special demonic powers, hmm. which I guess he kind of does. Uh, okay. but when they see you disappear, for instance, they think it's witchcraft. So none of them have, have any, they don't want anything to do with it. Okay. Well, it sounds good to me. Um, I'm still kind of shocked that you actually like a first person game, but stealth games are good. I mean, stealth games are, you know, Assassin's Creed is a very, very popular series. Metal Gear Solid is one of the best video game series ever made. Um, so it makes sense, and I'm glad they did it right. Now, is it available on Steam? It is. Uh, it's, Are you serious? It's available on PC and then Xbox and PS3. Uh, I will. I will tell you, it is for me. It is everything that Deus Ex was, only done done correctly. Um, the stealth is done far better than far far better than Deus Ex was. The combat is is way better too. Um, much more intuitive and much faster than Deus Ex was. Um, the the world of Deus Ex was interesting to me. Um, this world is more interesting now. That isn't because I, that isn't necessarily because one is better than the other. It's just because this is more interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, it just it does everything that Deus Ex does. It just does it better, I think, really. And this game is a little shorter, isn't it? I thought Deus Ex was a bit longer. Yeah, it is. Uh, Deus Ex did have kind of more to it. Um, which is fine. Like, I, I prefer a more digestible game. Yeah, it's like a 14-hour. It, it ended up being about 14 hours. Like I said, it was longer than I thought. I thought it'd be around 8 because yeah. I was nearing what I thought was the end at about 8. And and then it Okami'd you? It Okami'd me, which I've never played Okami, but it Okami'd Oh, yes. Okami does that about four times. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I seriously cannot say enough good things about this game. It is... I loved it. I loved it. And it really is the best game I've played this year. And I <sighs> honestly feel that way. I really do. I I want to play it again. Not a lot of games that I really feel that way about, that I, yeah. that I say that about, you know. And I had to go, because you said it's available on PC. So, of course, the the insane Steam holiday sale, buy every video game ever made for $13, is going on right now. 
Um, so I'm probably going to end up picking it up because it'll probably be six bucks or something. You should probably look and see if you can get it for a song, you know, because it, it, I think I ended up getting it on, uh, I, well, I know when I ended up getting it. I got it, I got it on Black Friday. It was another one of my Black Friday buys and I ended up getting it for 30 bucks. And it is worth every freaking PS3? Is it a new game? Yeah. Damn. And it is worth every freaking penny. Every penny. It was amazing. Dude. All right. I got it on my list. Dishonored. I'll play it at some point. You should. Uh, probably after I play... Bo- what am I playing with you soon? Hopefully, maybe? I are going to play to Borderlands 2. All right, Borderlands 2. So, listener, look forward to... Supposedly, I'm going to get Borderlands 2 in the next week or so, and John and I will actually play that together, which doesn't usually happen. And it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, I guess, if you say so. So that's, I mean, that's what I played. I haven't played a few other things. Like I said, I played uh, I played through all of Final Fantasy III on my vacation, uh, <laughs> which was good. Uh, I, if you've never played Final Fantasy III, it's it's standard Final fa- old Final Fantasy fare. It basically introduced the job system, but yeah. it, it's kind of a dumbed down job system. But it's still a job system. Uh, it's done well. The game is very challenging, which I like, um, and it was good. And it was it was the game before they introduced the active time battle system, so everything's turn based. I like the turn based aspect. Still think it's too hard. I was playing I was playing it on DS, and I got like I don't know fifteen or twenty hours into it, and I was just like, I don't want to keep this. I don't want to grind, and I I just got sick of it. Yeah, there was only one point in the game where I actually had to grind, um, and that only took me about you know an hour of my time, which. In this day and age, any amount of grinding you have to do is is shitty. It's dumb. <laughs> but, you know, I was on vacation, so I was, like, enjoying booze by a pool while I was doing this. So it... Right, yeah. With a, with a handheld, it's different. And, um, and actually, I'll be talking about this not in this episode, but in a very, very future episode. I've been playing through a couple of mods of Final Fantasy VI, and one of them has required a um, what I think is a bit too high of an amount of grinding. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm playing on the Super Nintendo emulator on my Wii that I installed, and uh, if you so I've been playing with the classic controller, and you know you've got two joysticks, but obviously the Super Nintendo doesn't use does not use joysticks. Well, if you hold if you have I told you this before, if you push right uh, the right direction on the right joystick, it speeds everything up. Really, it's like a it's like a fast forward. Okay, yeah. So I was like just speed grinding basically you know i'd get into a battle and then input my commands for spells or whatever and then just fast forward till i was out of the battle it would take me like six seconds i would do like one time i didn't like i think about an hour or an hour and a half of grinding in like maybe 15 or 20 minutes that seems good it was good it was a nice time saver but unless you can do that or like you know like you said the portable thing like oh god when i had to sit around grinding and which, again, I will bleep out the name of that video game because it's a, it's a thing we do now. Oh, boy. It was a bit much. Yeah, I don't remember having to grind in that game either, but I, I, I agree with you. I agree well, with you. Like, the game was so easy for you because I'm John Martin and I'm real good at Square I found Eats that games. game so easy. Okay, yeah, so what uh-huh. have you been playing? What have I been playing? Not uh, a lot. Oh, you know what I've been playing? What have you been playing? It is a Final Fantasy game. Is it Final Fantasy th- Oh, you got to bleep that out, don't you? Yeah, no. Thank you for giving me more work to do. No, uh, it's newer, in fact. Really? Yeah. And it's handheld. Okay, I'm. Li- and my attention. It's on my phone. 
you've got my you've lost me and your phone oh i don't even remember what the game is called now final fantasy airborne brigade 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 Brigade. okay airborne airborne fleet uh listener before cody starts talking about this i'll just have you know i played this game for 10 minutes and uninstalled the game from my phone so that gives you an idea of how i feel about this game Cody, wow. you can go ahead and talk to me about it. Tell me all about this game because what <laughs> I because I uh, I ended up not actually knowing what this game was all about. Have you ever played any game through Facebook like Farmville? No. Oh my gosh! All right. So, so maybe you can give me an education here then. All right. When I was um, when I was taking classes at Second City, I was this was around the time Farmville was huge. So I said to myself, "All right." Everybody is playing Farmville. This is it's big right now. My aunt was playing it. So finally one day I came and I got all the, you know, I was it was when everyone was getting spam with Farmville requests all the time. And finally I was like, I'm gonna do I'm gonna play some Farmville and then I can write a sketch about it because it'll be funny. You know, I, I did I will say I actually did play Farmville for I don't know, maybe three days. Yeah, like three days or something, right? Oh, I ended, up, I ended up writing a kind of funny sketch about it. It was short. It was all right, whatever. But the point is I ended up playing for like a few months to get kind of immersed and like see what the hype was all about or whatever. Now, so you remember what the gameplay basically is, right? Yes. You can you spend all your money planting stuff or whatever, and then you have to come back in eight hours or nine hours or ten hours and then kind of harvest it and then plant – and then you would get money for what you harvested and then you would plant more and then you would wait and then you would you know get the money – and basically, rinse and repeat forever. You would get bonuses if you invited people to play, or you gifted people things, or you got social, or whatever. But you could also pay money to speed things up. This is what we call the freemium model. Or, freemium? Or, or free-to-play. Freemium or free-to-play. Freemium, like premium, but with free? Right. Okay. I, I didn't know I didn't know what the word was because that also is Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade. I was uh, reading a review somewhere and they described it as it's one of those games uh, that forces people who are not patient to pay money, and that's pretty much true. Um, now I also played on Facebook a game called um, Oh my God! It was a uh, medi- medieval medieval age or mid age or times or medieval times the restaurant. Or um, medieval times, the restaurant. That sounds like a horrible what the name. How is it called? Castle Age. Castle Age is what it was called. Okay. I played Castle Age. Exact same thing. Um, and this is all building up to Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade. So at Castle Age, you would have a character. Okay, you had strength. You had some equipment, and you would go on a quest. And a quest consisted of you. Um, you know, it would say enter the forest. Okay. Uh, click. You would click quest. Okay, a screen would pop up, and it would have a description of what happened. Like, you overcame some orcs, and you battled them valiantly. You lost three hit points, and you vanquished them. You got this much experience points. You are now 20% done with this stage of the forest. You click it again, it would tell you what happened, and it would say you're 40% done with the forest. So by the time you clicked five times, you were done with the forest. You got the awards for it and achievements and stuff. But... Uh, you had to spend like two or three adventure points for every time you click that adventure button. Now, just to be clear, there's no gameplay other than clicking of the mouse? Correct. Okay. That is, and I'm getting to that. 
uh, you would just click the mouse and it told you what happened, basically. But you only had, like, you know, 10 or 15 adventure points to start out. Okay. So, you know, by the time you get to that first area being cleared, you're like, okay, cool. I'll go to the second area. You get maybe 20% done with the second area, and then, oh, all of a sudden, you're out of adventure points. But don't worry, they'll recharge. They'll recharge in uh, every, like, eight minutes. You'll get one adventure point back. Okay. So just come back in, like, an hour, and then you can do it. Oh, but if you have a potion, then you can use the potion, and that'll give you five adventure points back. Or if you have a high potion, it'll give you all ten back, and then you can spend all those again. Oh, but and you, and you get some of those items through quests or through gifts and through completing certain achievements. Oh, but if you don't have any potions, that's okay. Don't worry. You can go to our store and pay real money for potion points. Interesting. So it becomes a pay-to-play game, right. which is fair. I mean, they made a game, you're playing it for free. Like, why not give them a little money? But they catch people that are really impatient or... They're completionists. It capitalizes on people who are completionists. You know, like like right now I'm playing through Final Fantasy VIII, and I'm trying to get all the cards in Triple Triad, which I'll talk about in a future podcast. But as you well know, that is an exercise in frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes forever. It's incredibly frustrating. But at this point, and at this point in the game, I don't need to. I could go beat the game anytime if I wanted to very handily because of certain things I've done that I'll talk about later in the next podcast, a next podcast. Uh, But I'm not going to because I'm so close. I have to get those last ones. So I'm going to pump in all these unnecessary hours and hours and hours trying to get Renoa back from the card queen and trying to get uh, freaking whatever the the Phoenix card from that dude in Asthar that has it that seems to always beat me no matter what I play. Uh, so I'm going through all that bullshit. It's the same kind of thing with these games, um, like Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade or uh, Castle Age or Farmville, where let's say you've completed every quest in the Ice Realm, except that last one, there's just a little bit left. Sure, I'll shell out five bucks for a potion to give me adventure points so that I can do it, and then I've got 100% in this area. Boom, headshot. And that brings me... That is the gameplay that motivates... Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade. Okay, so it's not a Final Fantasy game. It's a it's a game where you just click? Yep. Huh. It's pretty much it. Um, and I played it for like two hours today. <laughs> but I don't know why. It's it's so... John, I don't know why. I it, And I wrote it... Like, you know, I, I booted up the first time, played it for five minutes, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on. But then I understood the system, and I played it enough to kind of get what was happening. And I don't know if if city life is that much different from... Uh, I know you're not in a suburb, but more suburban or, or mid to small city life. Because, like, you don't take public transit. For me... This is the kind of thing where if I have a 10-minute train ride and I'm standing up and I have one hand free because I'm balancing myself with the other hand, this is the perfect game for me to just whip out while, you know, crazy schizophrenic homeless people are whipping out other parts of their body on the train. Uh, I whip out the phone, hit a couple buttons, and I'm like, okay, yeah, spend all my quest points. Oh, look, I'm here. Good to go. Stick it in my pocket, and I keep going. Like, this is the perfect throw away, you know, five or six minutes, catch up with the game, do all you need to do, and then leave, and then next time you come back to play, you're fully charged again. But you're still just clicking 
I just want to understand. You're still just like clicking a button, like one button. I know, but you get items. And then when you get items, you can combine them to, to level them up. And then you can get better stuff. But does it make the gameplay different? No. No. It is... I, I don't understand why I like it so much. I don't. I, I really don't. You're not selling me. I, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to... I'm, I'm Part of what I'm doing right now is honestly thinking aloud because I'm trying to figure out what I enjoy so much about it. Uh, I think I enjoy that it's Final Fantasy characters... There is a job system, just like in Final Fantasy III, only this one is... Um, so when you level up your character, your job class also gets experience points. Now, my character is level 10 or 11, and I started as a thief, but I'm only, like, thief level 5. Okay, fine. So then I found out there are higher job classes. So I changed my job class to a monk, and supposedly once I get that to a high enough level, I can become an upper-level job class like a ninja or a samurai... But it doesn't, the game doesn't tell you what to level up to do that. You know, it just, you know, has you guess or go to online chat rooms or talk to people. Now, supposedly, one of the points of this game, and for whatever reason, John, I don't know why, I want one of those upper-level jobs. Even though it won't change the way you interact, you, you, you interact with the game. That will always be the same. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. I will still have that higher job class and have better items. Okay. I, it's all about collecting things. This is this is taking this is taking that part of me that wants to get every card in triple triad, right? And it's transferring that obsession with collecting everything, that completionist gaming um attitude, which I'm sure you've shared at certain times. Yep. Like we've both yeah. um, you know, especially with the earlier Final Fantasy games like when we were younger and we had time to be completionists and we had played the games 30 times so we knew exactly where everything was. Yeah, absolutely. There's a completionist in all of us, you know, in all of us, in any game you play, even if it's hard or frustrating or you're kind of over it or whatever, you know, if you've got 98 or 99% of something, you want that last one or 2%. Now, where does the money come in? The money here comes in just like in Castle Age. I ran out of, um, there's two types of quests. There's quests that you, you, I don't know any of these terms, so... Whatever, but you'll get the idea. So you've you got qu- money, and then you've got money, money. Well, no, no, no. You, you do quests, and you get, like, you, you spend your, like, quest points or whatever they're called to do those adventures. And then there are um, brigade battles. They shoehorn in some storyline that doesn't make any sense, so I won't get into it. But uh, basically, a brigade is you and other users of the game who... You'll say, like, I sent a message to two random people today, and I was like, hey, can I join your party? So now I'm in a party of ten. And anyway, when you're in brigade mode, these giant espers come to fight you, or... You remember that giant guy from Final Fantasy Thirteen, Atlas, I think his name was? Yep. The giant monster? Yeah. Atlas is one of them. So Atlas has, you know, like, two million hit points. So you go in, and you, you only have three battle points, or brigade points, or whatever BP stands for... You can spend one or three to, like, kind of power attack him. It shows a little mini battle with you and a couple of your allies doing, like, you know, 30,000 damage to him. But he kills you all, so you retreat. But that damage, you know, stays. And there's a timer, a countdown timer, real-time countdown timer that'll say, like, okay, he'll run away and retreat in the next 10 hours. So in the next 10 hours, you and a combination of you and your friends have to play the game enough to attack him enough times to kill him before he just kind of disappears. 
uh, and the brigade points or battle points or whatever they are, you only get three of them, like I said. So, you know, you can do a bunch of quests, but you only really get one or two of those. And to replenish those battle or brigade points, or to replenish your quest points, you have to, uh, just like in Castle Age, you have to use a potion or an ether or a mid-ether or a high potion or an elixir, and that restores a certain amount so you can do it more if you want to play more. Now, um, for some reason, when I first signed up for the game, I got about 50,000 bonuses. Like, I just kept getting items given to me. Uh, it was like, oh, Mug gave you a sign-up bonus. Here's a sword with, you know, 30,000 attack. Here's, like, all this, blah, blah, blah. And whenever you gain a level, actually just like in Castle Age, in this game, whenever you gain a level, all of your, uh, your battle points and your quest points are restored. So, for me, I was able to sit and kind of just pound away at it for a couple hours because, you know, I would, by the time my quest points were up, I would have gained a level. So they just kept resetting. So let me get so, this straight. For a few hours, you just clicked the same button? Yeah. Okay. But I got stuff, John. Okay. I got stuff. I have a katana that's a suit. <laughs> they also put the card collector, because you remember I used to play Star Trek and Star Wars cards? Okay. Yep. decipher card game. Okay, so in those games, there were commons, uncommons, and rares. There's one rare in every pack. And occasionally there was an ultra rare, depending on the expansion. Well, in this game, the items you get from treasure chests are either uh, N, I don't know what that means, I think it's neutral or normal, and then there's normal plus, rare, rare plus, super rare, and super rare plus. Oh my goodness, how how insidious. I have a super rare plus sword, John, and I leveled it up using rare plus scrolls that I found, and now it's level 100, and it has over 7,000 attack. Because for some I don't know why this is. In this game, they, they, you know, in most Final Fantasy games, you start out with like an attack of 30 or 40, maybe less, maybe 15 Maybe 70, you know, whatever. No, in this game, my base attack as a thief was like 600-something. My sword has 7,000 attack. I have over half a billion gold right now. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, it does not change anything about the way you interact with the game. That, you're still correct. Yes, that yes, nothing about this game changes. But it appeals to the obsessive collector in me. It appeals to the completionist in me. It appeals to the casual gamer in me in its simplicity. It appeals to the fanboy in me because it's a Final Fantasy-related game, which means that there are Moogles in it and Chocobos. Although the Chocobos are annoying. They appear too many times. Uh, And you get Espers, and there are Summon Stones that you get. And you can summon either Espers or Legends, as they call them. So you you do get the ability to summon stuff. Yes, so, and you summon stuff automatically in battle by pressing a button. Oh, the same button, or the same... Yes. Okay. Yeah, so the gameplay is literally press buttons, and if you don't feel like waiting to play more, you spend money. Wow. Also, there's no music or sound. <laughs> Did you know this? No. There is literally... No music and no sound effects at all of any kind in any part of this game. This sounds like the most pathetic cash-in that I have 
ever heard. You don't even have you don't even have the dedication to your product to put in sound. No, no, no. They said that it's meant to be played on mobile devices while people are listening to their own music. Because everyone uses their phones as an MP3 player these days. That's that's right. That's oh man, they're really they're just doing it for you, aren't they? So there's no sound of any kind. This has been verified. I've checked. I've checked the settings. I've checked websites. There, there are, in fact, no sounds for that reason. Okay. Okay. Because it was intended to be played while you're listening to music on your phone. And yet, I still enjoy it. Um, one flaw in the game. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, this – the one – the one flaw, the reason, tell me why this is not your game of the year. I never said it wasn't my game of the year, okay? Oh, okay, so it still could be. But what is the one flaw that could keep it from just being the unanimous game of the year? To me, the biggest flaw uh, is it's meant to be social and let you meet people, and, and that's fine. Well, it, it, it depends on how you look at this. This is either a flaw or, or a good idea. Um, at 10 p.m. every Sunday, 10 p.m. Central or Eastern or whatever... Uh, all brigades are disbanded, and you have to find new brigades. This encourages you to interact with new people all the time. Okay. So they're encouraging a social aspect of meeting people. There's no way to find friends. Like, if you and I were both on iOS, or if both of us were Android users, although we're clearly not because you use the inferior iOS products and I use my superior Android product. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were on the same platform, we wouldn't be able to find each other. We wouldn't be able to join Brigade and play together. So it's like, okay, well, you can't tell your friends to download it so you can play together because you can't play together. Um, but it is encouraging a social aspect of meeting new random people by being able to randomly meet new people. And then you have to meet more new random people every week because your brigades keep being disbanded. Right. So that's kind of weird. Because, like, in Castle Age, and in Farmville especially, obviously, people, you know, listener, probably you're still getting Farmville requests from random people sometimes. But it's it's all about, um, there's substantial bonus, there's substantial rewards for interacting with people. You know, you, you can help till someone's farm, or you I could go harvest my friend Alex's uh, crops while she's away, or scare away the crows that are eating her crops, and, you know, I get more experience points for that, or maybe I get some gold, and maybe she'll gift me some product, some crops or whatever. So, like, there's a lot of sharing aspects that are useful, and it's meant to be collaborative, and that's part of what sucks people in and makes these games, you know, spread a little bit more quickly. Um, so it's an interesting choice for them to not let you... You know, they they let you establish a relationship, but you don't really have time to cultivate it because less than seven days later, suddenly that relationship is terminated. And you also don't get any benefit to the uh, complex gameplay for helping other people? Correct. Well, there there are ways to help other people. Uh, I haven't figured out exactly how yet. I think they're tweaking a couple of the inner person options but you can you can comment to other users and send them messages and uh like if i summon carbuncle to to battle i can alert my brigade and i can send a custom message to everyone in my brigade now if you have push notifications activated on your device this means they'll get a notification that says like cody just encountered carbuncle carbuncle sighting and then they'll know to log on to the brigade 
you know, while listening to their own music, ideally, and then, you know, use a couple battle points on Carbuncle. Well, then, bing, bang, boom, he's defeated, and then one of us gets the Summon Stone, or maybe we all do. I don't really, I'm not really clear on all that. Uh, the tutorial is very weak. I'll give you that. The tutorial is very weak. Because For this it's a complicated game. But, it, and yet, it, there are a lot of different components to it. Yes, you're only pressing one button, but every button does something a little different. And I didn't know that I could enhance weapons by fusing them together. I didn't know that I could combine magical spells to level them up. Like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't made aware of any of these things through the tutorial. So, um, there are, you know, yeah, you're pressing a button, but every button does something different. Maybe you're spending quest points. Maybe you are leveling something up. Maybe you are fighting a giant monster with your brigade. Um, the navigation is simple and intuitive once you figure it out. And the tutorial runs through everything, but it doesn't do so clearly or, or particularly effectively. So you end up kind of guessing and playing around at first. Okay. Like, if I hadn't played Castle Age, I don't think that I would have figured out the game, you know? This sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm glad I deleted it. Um, there's no music. Yeah, no, that's just a weird... Or sound effects. And, um... My Android device, bless its heart. Apparently, after playing this game for like 20 minutes earlier at some point, I'm listening to music in the background. Okay, that's going well. And then the music stopped because my operating system just like goes to sleep or something. And then when I exited Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade, my OS basically had to, had to um, reboot. Uh, so that happened. You know, why try to sell this lack of sound to me as we just want you to listen to your own music? Just tell me that you didn't even bother to put in the music because the game's just a cash in. It's a quick way for them to make a buck. That is what this is. Probably. Probably. And yet you love it. It has over a three star rating on the uh, Google Play Store. Well, Maybe under. I don't know. It was around three, though. Okay. At the time of this recording, of course. So okay. that is Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade. Pick it up now, everybody. Pick it up. For some insane reason. It's free. It's free, and it's it's a good um, it's a good time waster, you know? You know, you're, like, in the bathroom on the can, like, all right, I'll, I'll use my quest points, bing, bam, boom. Okay, I'm done. All right, I'm going to get up. I tell you what we can both agree on. It is a time waster. Yeah. <laughs> But it's kind of fun. It's got this weird addictive quality to it, despite the lack of any gameplay. Or music. Or or music. Right on. Well, I think I think I'm gonna have to pick this up uh and and play it for endless hours. You got me hooked. Well I okay. Alright. And uh while we're on the subject of games that don't require you to do much uh, I also have been playing an Android game, also available on iOS. My girlfriend actually told me about it. It's called Tiny Tower. You ever heard of it? Actually, I played the shit out of Tiny Tower. Are you serious? I did. I did. I loved the game. I think I made a tower... Uh, how, how, I, my tower was very tall. All right, now let's talk for a second, because Tiny Tower's gameplay is not substantially more complex than... Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade's gameplay. You told me you hit one button. In well, not one button. I mean, one of them is labeled Quest, and one of them is labeled... Like, there's menus and stuff. The game doesn't completely play itself. There's, like, an interface. 
back of the box quote. Okay, no, but, with, no, with t- interface. <laughs> Tiny Tower is not a complicated game. As in interface. Tiny Tower is very comparable in complexity. I, the reason I've been playing them both is because they're similar in the amount of immersiveness, I think. I mean, yeah. Tiny Tower, you hit stock on something, and then you click a button, and it's the same thing. It's a, it's a, it's a game for impatient people that, that makes money off of impatient people because you, if you want to hurry construction and you don't have enough uh, bit bucks or whatever they're called, then you have to um, spend real money on them. Here's the thing, here's the thing about Tiny Tower that is the reason why I, I don't agree with you. As you continue to go on in Tiny Tower, your tower gets more and more complex, and it gets to the point where there are so many things to do that you can quite literally just sit there and continue to work on your tower, and by the time you are done working on your tower with certain things, other things that you had just started in that same gameplay section session will have been completed. So you can then do those and continue to move on. Like, like as the tower gets bigger, there's more to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, my girlfriend told me I could t- it takes me about 10 minutes to restock my tower and get it going for her. You know, it takes me like two. It, right. No, maybe like 15 seconds. Right. So, and I know she has, she, um, she's, she helped a bitizen get to the 138th floor of her tower um, the other day, and I have, you know, eight floors. So I, I know she has more than that. I think she's at 170 or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I I think the games are comparable. I, th- what I like more about Tiny Tower is not so much the gameplay, is the just the inherent cuteness and smile factor of it, you know? Oh, yeah, the art style is fantastic in that game. But, but did you ever check BitBook? Excuse me? You never looked at BitBook? Maybe I did. It's been a long time since I've played this. In fact, it's it's the Tiny Tower Citizens version of Facebook. Oh yes, yes, yes. I ha- yes, I do remember oh, okay. that. It was Wait, awesome. We should probably explain to the listener what Tiny Tower is. How, yeah. how would you describe Tiny Tower? What's your elevator pitch for Tiny Tower? Okay, it's a free to play game where you are making a tower that has different shops or services on each floor. Each floor is its is its own single service or shop, or it can house your bitizens. Mm-hmm. And so it's either an apartment or a shop of one of five different types. I think there's retail, creative, like a Photoshop. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's yeah, five a different couple types. Ones it can be, but, like but it's, and they each sell three different items. There's one item that up ref- to three. There's one item that refreshes quickly and gives you less money. One item that refreshes slower and gives you a little more money. Income. One, one item that refreshes the slowest and gives you the most money. And Income. they can right. Income, excuse me, whatever it is, whatever it is that it gives you, it gives you more as you, as you go to the, uh, yeah, you understand. Right. But let's say you have, uh, you have one apartment. Okay. And then five businesses, you go to each of those five businesses, you hit restock. Okay. And then each one of those five businesses now has a timer on it that says, uh, 40 minutes, real time, 40 minutes before this item is stocked. And then while you're away, as soon as it stocks, then it starts selling and you get that income. So whenever you log on to the game, it says, hey, congratulations, you made $24,000 while you were gone. And then you can spend that money to build a new floor and then you can build a new thing, but it'll construction on this new store will take five to six hours. And um, you can rush that using bit bucks, which you can get in game, but you can also run out of them in game and buy them with real money. Hence, coming all back around, 
to Final Fantasy Airborne Brigade, where you pay for impatience. This game is free to play, by the way. So you do just download it for free, and you get to make your tower. Yeah, they're both free to play. But do you do you? I mean, you see, the financial model is the same behind both of these games. Yeah, but the financial model is the same for all free to play games. Like that's not fair. That's not fair to say every free to play game does the same thing, for the most part, where you run out of the ability to play the game unless you wait for a while, and then you can pay unless you or you can pay to play the game longer. That's every model. It's just kind of the the workings around that model. And Airborne Brigade didn't seem like it had anything to it other than, all right, now you click on a quest, you click on the button a few times, you finish the quest, and now there's a bunch of menus you can do stuff in. Well, when you put it like that. It just didn't, like, like, do you, like, do you see your character's armor changing? I mean... It doesn't seem like it fundamentally changes the way you interact with the game at all. Yeah, there's little tweaks. I mean, when you press a button, it shows a short animation of you attacking a monster or an aspirate appearing. Like, there's a lot of little animations built in. So it's not like you're just looking at text or anything. But Tiny Tower is certainly more fluid and more active and involved. Like, Airborne Brigade, everything is navigated through menus unless those cutscenes pop up. Tiny Tower is a live tower with moving people inside. You move the elevator up and down manually if you want to deliver a bitizen somewhere. Um, and um, to kind of like bring it back to Tiny Tower, because I we don't need to keep debating Airborne Brigade, but I do want to tell the listener, Tiny Tower is super cute. And uh, my, like I said, my girlfriend plays it and loves it. Apparently John played the shit out of it, which um, is awesome. I mean, that's great. Now I'm really into it. Uh, I would say it's probably going to be more fun than airborne brigade for you brigade that is the worst f***ing word in the english language like seriously brigade it's a terrible name for a game brigade why didn't they just call it final fantasy pay me money that would have been a better name club so i don't know anyway tiny tower is probably more fun um and it's so cute and of course i'm playing it around the holidays and they made everything christmas themed and I turn on the music and it's like, it's this like kind of swing. Uh, it's this swing arrangement of an original tune, but they throw in the main theme kind of of Jingle Bells and uh, a little bit of like Partridge in a Pear Tree in parts of it. So it's got this holiday feel and there's sleigh bells the whole time. And the Bittisons are super cute. They're just like, you know, 50 pixels or whatever, but they're like... They're always opening and shutting their mouths, and you can you can go to the menu and click on this thing called Bitbook, and it's the Facebook of your bitizens, as they call them bitizens, and they say like sometimes laugh out loud funny stuff, like their update will will say something like Wow, everything around here is so jagged that's not very child friendly, you know, making fun of the fact that they're pixels, and one of them will be like I wonder what the tower policy on owning a tiger is. Or just, like, stupid, funny things like that. But they're all really cute. And, like, the whole time it just kind of makes me smile because it's, like, a cute little game. Maybe I'm just girly because I have a girlfriend. I don't know. I think, more importantly, the game has music. And I think we can agree (laughs) that that makes it superior. And sound effects. And sound effects. Because, remember, Final Fantasy AB has neither music nor sound effects. Right. So, So, so listener, if you're looking for a free-to-play game, because we all are, Tiny Tower... Not Airborne Brigade. Maybe Airborne Brigade. Maybe. Game of the year. I'll play it more and and tell you if there's any more depth to it. But right now I'm just in it to collect stuff, which I like doing. It's a weakness, I'm sorry. 
Well, if you want to find us, so uh, our website will – it does sound like it's probably going to be moving to uh, a Tumblr page. Um, Cody, if you want to give that out. We're thinking Tumblr. It'll be, it'll be unqualified.something.com. But hey, check this out. If you want to keep on top of things and, uh, f- and, and know exactly where we're going to be, then you could follow us on Twitter because our Twitter handles will, handles will not shake. I can't say handles or fucking brigade to No, you're having a rough day. They're the worst words. Handle is not a tough word at all. Neither is Mozart. Ha-ha! The listener paid the I am price. So you can follow me. I am at Eat Play Game, all one word. And I'm reluctant to give out my Twitter handle as it eliminates any incentive for you to research it on our website. But since we're migrating somewhere soon, like the doves before us, my Twitter handle is at Producer Cody. Find us there. Do you realize it just took like 15 seconds to say my Twitter handle? Yeah, it was pretty bad. How'd you like that? It was pretty bad. Game of the year, folks. Game of the year. Airborne Brigade. Yeah. Stop being so jealous that I'm level more than 10, I think. You know, I really did download it, and I was I was, I, I was, was going through all of the menus, and none of the systems made any sense. And then I started my first quest, and it was just like, hit the button, and it attacked the goblin. And I didn't actually attack the goblin. The guy just slashed the goblin and it died. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I hit the button again. And rather than rather than like me move forward, it moved me forward and just attacked the next goblin. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is the worst. And that's all it was. That's all the game was. The worst. You know what? I think it was just too hard for you. <laughs> <laughs>